Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. I have to be a little bit quieter today. Stan is going to go to sleep. Stan's going to sleep. He's going to sleep. Who is Stan? Well, (laughs) we'll find out a little bit more about Stan because we'll have to have a chat to her. To his mum. Yeah, Calms. that's a good idea. <laughs> Hi, Calms. Uh, hi, Nick. I feel like we're doing play school oh my all God. of a sudden. I reckon we could have done that really <laughs> well. <laughs> have you read that book that Noni Hazelhurst reads? Go, go, the, go the F to sleep. sleep. Yes. Go the F to sleep. Well, thank you, Cassie Silver, for raising the bar and the volume a little for us. Uh, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, oh, where do we start with you? Because as a journalist, you were t- today tonight. Yep. You're you're in the media training space. You're you're up and about. But maybe probably more importantly, the the thing on your uh, on your LinkedIn or your profile these days is a new mum. New mum. Yeah, that's uh. There you can hear. There him. he, he is. There Sorry, is. there you go. He's uh he fights for the for the microphone like his mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> new mum. Actually, I've got a three and a half month old at home. Still working, still um, doing all sorts of things, but he would be my greatest accomplishment so far. Congratulations, well Cassie. Done. Listeners to your podcast and also keen readers of West Australian media will know that Stan didn't come easy. Mm. Can you tell us about what you've been through? Yeah, look, Stan um, is my little miracle baby. Six rounds of IVF in our house. Um I'm infertile, pr- I say fierce, fiercely infertile, <laughs> um, and my husband's got a few issues as well, so there was no chance of conceiving naturally. So right. just round after round um, over the past couple of years to finally get Stan. Do you want me to... Um, no, 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 we're no. loving the background. Okay, all right. <laughs> as long as you're all right with it. You know, you know what it is, it's full circle for people who've been following your journey. Yeah. I'm, I'm emotional just hearing it. I haven't held back on talking about my own struggles in those areas, and it's just wonderful to hear you share. Oh, this news. Thank you. I, I still get very emotional talking about it as well because, yeah, I mean, it's it's living proof that the, the science does work and everyone's making babies differently, you know. So, and now I've got my um, a wonderful little story to share with him too. How did Stan come to be then? It's, it, you're obviously the you want the whole science about it, the, t- the egg and the sperm and <laughs> well, all that? But it was, yeah, is it, it's, you said six rounds of IVF. Yeah. It, it was, in the end, an, a successful IVF. It was, yeah. So right. I did multiple egg collections. My husband did his um, job, yeah. so to speak. One task. One task that yeah, they've got to, to do. To be fair out there, gentlemen, yeah, we don't have the hardest task. <laughs> so to speak. Um, so it was, <laughs> pardon the pun, um, about 400 needles. Um, two egg collections, six transfers, one miscarriage and one successful pregnancy. Good work, Stan. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And what on earth, uh, many people would put it this way, possessed you to make a podcast about it. Tell us about the genesis of what to expect when you're injecting. Look, I was sitting out the front of my house after finding out that I think our third 
um, transfer was unsuccessful and I was just feeling lonely and I said there's nothing out there there's no you know uh, community groups or you know you don't you don't have time to read a book you know so mm. I said oh wh- what can I do can I write a book but I wanted something to get to people immediately so I said let's do a podcast so I started recording um, on my fourth round and just loved it and then it was funny because I launched the podcast which was around my sixth um, you know, uh, transfer, and it worked. And I had a, a wonderful community of people. Um, I just wanted to normalise a really, you know, a, a stigma. I guess people don't talk about miscarriage or, um, you know, wanking, bleeding, all that stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I'm allowed to say that on you're allowed to do all of that. You can say anything you like. Right. We, well, so, what it is, we don't talk about women's health. We don't. No, and men's as well. You mm. know, so it's fifty fifty. Um, and look, it's it's one third male factor, one third female factor, and one third unexplained that contributes to you know infertility. So yeah. we talk about everything on there, um, and I've got experts, everyday people, and I guess it just was cathartic for me, one thing. And then just I tell you, it's it's all over the world now. It's in every continent, and the messages I get every day from listeners um, is really awesome. It's such an emotional journey that you've taken, and I think you know any great story is a is a human story. How, I mean, in your own words, what, how were, how was that journey? How did you cope with that? How did yeah. you travel with it? Um, look, I, I say now I wouldn't change it for the world because it's made me a compassionate, patient person. Um, but it was just super, super challenging. I might just... Um, you do what you need you, to do. He needs you. Yep, yep. Yeah. We'll can sort that out. Yeah, to, for a journalist too, to say she's a more compassionate person I would be really interested to talk to Cassie about that because back in the day Cassie was known for being an incredibly astute reporter on Today Tonight. Now Today Tonight chased down some of the most intense stories uh, you know we're chasing that current affairs audience and and you might have found yourself having to be quite ruthless as a journo. Do you think that that you would be a different journo if you're back in that reporting role these days because of what you've been through? It's funny I actually um, bring some of my journalistic kind of skill to the podcast and a lot of people say wow you you interview like a like a journalist so <laughs> I have to tell them that's what I used to be um, but yeah, I'm definitely just a little bit more. I'm still a storyteller. I still want to get you know people cry, and I go yeah a little bit. That's yeah. the that's the today tonight person who loves <laughs> a little bit of emotion out of people. Yeah, it just sounds a little bit you know terrible. Um, mm. but I'm just I guess I celebrate the small things. I'm definitely more compassionate and, and patient with with everything, and I um. Yeah, I just admire anyone who is openly talking about uncomfortable topics yeah. so much more. I, it's it, and I don't think you get more uncomfortable or what you've gone through mm. because it's um, you know I've watched you from afar. It's not just your podcast; it's your Instagram. You mm. you have pretty much put that out all out on the line. And but what drives someone to do that? Because it, you know you are very visible. It's a you you put your heart on your sleeve and yeah. on your jumper on your jeans. You've put it out there everywhere. Look, I, I, I can honestly say 2017 was a really hard year for me. I had a bit of a mental breakdown. And ever since then, I have just been all about authenticity, authentic branding. So if you look at all my social media from Silver Lining and Co to the podcast to personal pages, all consistent. Cause it's so exhausting to be different people on different <laughs> pages and in person as well. Yeah. So I had a really hard time, um, just a bit of anxiety and a few things, a bit lost in 2017 that I put some things in place to sort that out. And ever since then, life shouldn't be 
be draining and social media doesn't have to be draining either and running a business doesn't have to be either. So it all, um, just had to put some things in place to be a better human. I, I love guess. that. I love, love, love that you, you recognised it at mm. a relatively young age mm. too, I mean, It always takes a, a bad breakup or yeah. or a loss of a job or something, a catalyst to get things going. Um, and look, if I didn't go through that, you know, everything happens for a reason. I hate that, mm. that, that um, slogan, but I'm glad it happened because yeah. then I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to find my husband. I wouldn't have been level-headed, wouldn't have been able to start a business and no way would I have been able to get through IVF. Yeah. yeah, and the authenticity piece, you know, we were talking about that in other podcasts, Nick. It's so easy when you get media or when you create a business and put it out there to feel like it has to be perfect. And I fell victim to this in my own media career, just mm. oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. What I've seen other broadcasters do, I've got to do that thing. But the stuff that people actually resonate with is when you get real. It is, Yeah. And look, a lot of people that I shared um, the fact I was doing the podcast with or even my mental health story or whatever, they've said, oh, are you sure you want to put that out there? And I mean, that speaks volumes about them rather than, than me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm all about pushing the, pushing the boundaries. During the, um, the start of the podcast, I used to do community service announcements where I would hold signs up in Hyde Park and things like that, like just sort of really, really bold statements. And people would walk past and we took some photos of people's reactions. So one of them was um, my husband and I just have sex for fun because we can't make babies doing it. <laughs> um, I wasted 10 grand on the pill, you know, mm. things like just all fertility kind of things. And everyone's just like, whoa, what are you putting that out there for? But someone walked up to me and they go, so did I. Or yes. my husband and I are the same. Or, you know, it's yeah. just, I like making people feel uncomfortable. But, you know, I, I, but those <laughs> messages though, the way that you framed them and shaped yeah. them and pitched them out there and it is and it is that sort of broadcast quality side yeah. of making people think. Um, what is it like to have someone say, I know what, you're going through, you've helped me, you've yeah. helped me get through something that I didn't think, I'm not alone. What yeah. was that like? Oh, look, it started off with text messages, or, uh, as, as, I mean, um, direct messages on Instagram mm. from strangers. And then only recently it's turned into someone walking up to me at Hyde Park, I'm listening to your podcast right now, oh. or baby yeah. bunting, got masks on, someone comes over and goes, <laughs> um, hey, Cassie, hey, Byron, because I know my husband and I've got Stan. Um this is my fifth transfer. Thank you for, uh, you know, being with me on the journey. Oh, yeah. I've had people at Egg Collection who have texted me and, uh, or have messaged and said, I'm in, the, um, I'm in the room next door to you with the anaesthetist. So I fly the, you know, fling the curtain open and go, how are you, stranger? <laughs> you know, and they're sharing me, you know, their journey. We're waking up in recovery on, on fentanyl, having all sorts of chats, you know, <laughs> going, how did you go? Oh, I got two eggs. I got four eggs. And you, you want to check in with them. They become friends. Yeah. Um, and you've only ever had that one encounter with them. It's weird. I love it. Brings people together. Well, because your family and friends, they're not if they haven't been through it, they're not going to get it. No. So you need a community yep. for that. So yep. that is a beautiful thing to have found. And and when I work with businesses, they might say the same thing that you heard from other people. Are you sure you want to put that out yeah. there? Businesses yeah. will say to me when I encourage them to make their own revealing content, I can't let my clients know or future clients know that I have weaknesses. What do you say oh about that? Oh, God. I just... I'm all about it. I, um, you know, if you're going to go to bed and be worried about it and go, I wish I didn't do that, then maybe you're not ready to do it. But it only takes one person to just, you know, I guess, um, not to impress, but forget the nine that you offend. And then there's that one person that maybe you, you mm. sell a product to, or, or I say that, you know, when you share how you're feeling, you give someone else permission to do so, whether it's a product, it could be that, or if it's a, a key message, it could be that, but you just need that one person to go, yep. 
I've, I've got that. Yeah. And forget the other nine out of the ten. I say. Great point. Yeah, I, I have clients who I didn't realise have come to me because of the revealing content I shared until we'd be deep in a coaching session. And yep. they will just let slip something that relates completely to my experience and I realise that's why they're there. Mm. In fact, they won't. I don't need to realise. They tell me. Mm. Well, I saw you say that thing. That's why I'm here. They've connected with you. They understand your journey and mm. to your point around being authentic, it's it's real It's um, and it's human. Mm. I, I, I think we've got to include that in all of our storytelling and mm-hmm. continue and remind ourselves because I think a lot of us forget about that and I, and I think bravery Cassie, mm. Cassie, it's just bravery to do that. And I think that's another message out to everyone is sometimes what you've got to talk about or what your message is isn't going to necessarily be easy. No. But you've you've got to get up there and do it. And I, I say this constantly, uh, particularly during the COVID period and the pandemic period, you can get into your bunker, but, you know, make sure you put your head above the parapet and have a look around. Mm. You know, get a bit of a thing. You might get shot at, yeah, sure. But, um, you know, staying in that bunker and staying safe Totally. It's not a great place. Yeah. And look, and I, and I had a few um, close friends and family say, look, everyone's going to be so in, so invested in you. You know, you're going to, they're going to be on this journey with you. And, you know, what if it doesn't work? And, you know, and, and it didn't for a long time. Mm. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to take that risk, you know. And then I got to share, you know, the pregnancy announcement with you know, oh. 14,000 people. I mean, wow. come on. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. special, you know. And I get to take a photo of Stan now and then a little embryo and go, that's, it works hold hope and yeah. then it, it, people messaged me saying that you know that it, it got them up that morning so thank you oh. no, so that's all that's, that's the only way I do it and the flip yeah. side you know if if it had have gone the other way you'd have been there for those people totally too and look the podcast so. continues people are like oh you've got Stan now so I still record every week. I'm still infertile. So it doesn't it doesn't all fix itself, you know. Yeah, and and also too the challenges that are still you know yeah, in there for there. motherhood and, yeah. and everything like that. Oh wow, I, I feel like a bit of a fraud, uh, Carms, because I feel I just get up to be, get out of bed to go and do media stable. It's uh, you know <laughs> I need a little bit. No, I don't. But I tell you, it's amazing. Well thank done. Thank you. Thank you, Cass. Uh, your 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 business, Silver Lining mm. and Co. The 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 media the broadcasting stuff yep. like you, you and even with little stan up and about still yeah look i don't I don't know how i'm doing it i wish there was another day in the week but <laughs> silver lining co look when i left today tonight i still want to do so- storytelling so yep. i love those long form brand videos um the children's hospital you know st john ambulance survivor story so it's like today tonight on steroids <laughs> you know but um without the the piece to camera so yeah. i do um i still do all those things He's fine. <laughs> He's doing well. He's doing good. He's doing a great um, job. I'm still working. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's mothering, it's podcasting, wifing, working, and my husband and I have um, just written a book, a children's book, which is with an illustrator at the moment, and it's a, a children's book about IVF. So yeah. that's a great idea. To, yeah. to break it down so they can understand where did I come from, you know? I remember the book, Where Did I Come From? Oh, yeah, yeah, remember that one with the weird yeah. sketches and the little exactly. sperm. And it yeah. left a lot yeah. out, let's yeah. be frank. Yeah, it had, you know? had me confused for a long time. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't working to, oh, 25, 20, anyway. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier that, you know, the empathy and you're a different person now, a mm. different journalist. Mm. Your storytelling, no doubt, mm. is you're telling it in a different means and, yeah. and method there. Um, There's no promo lines, you know. It's it's um, it's no clickbait. It's yeah, you're, you're it's real not consumer stuff. It's um, look, I I edit. I do all the editing as well. So if I'm doing the producing the interviews and then the the edit with the music, um, 
I just really want to be hitting the feels when I'm doing it. So like we recently did a video for the Wacker, the Wacker redevelopment, and there was a wonderful soundtrack that I had. And I said, I need this. I need a three second clip for this little music swell. Mm-hmm. And I'm spooling through all the stuff, some some old Wacker shots, and all of a sudden, Warney just comes in oh, and wow. takes this big, you know, this grab, and I I started crying. Yeah. And mm. they're going, that's the kind of stuff I want to do for people. Feel yeah. that's you know hits you in the um that that's real engagement. I mm. say when yeah. you share that. So. Um, I love what I do. I love the storytelling and, and, and that sort of content creation. And you're not finding yourself missing the broadcasting, the fast-paced world of, of media? Like I miss the people. And that's where the MC stuff comes in, as, as you would know. You know, you get a script thrown in and there's a change and you, your heart starts pumping and you've got mm. to ad-lib. That's great. Um, but uh, I, do, I don't really dismiss the, you know, being out on the road chasing the stories I like to spend more than an hour with people you know th- those times were, were fun but your quick microphone quick test let's get the grabs and get out of there now mm. I get to spend eight hours with people and wow like it's you can really draw a story out there it's a privilege you've only been out of today tonight for what five, five six years, five years? Yeah. yeah have you seen the changes in media the way we are reporting I mean obviously today tonight doesn't even exist yeah. anymore but it's because I left. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> fell over <laughs> just when you left. Yeah. Um, Downhill. I, well, I, I look from a uh, from a West Australian perspective. I, I think today tonight was one of the highest rating programs in the state. Yep. And uh, yet was given up. Look, I was really disappointed because I know everyone would say, "Oh, today tonight," and you know, supermarket surveys and the dodgy builder and that. And I, and I get it, but it was the only local current affairs program where Correct. where Betty from Balga got to tell her story. Yeah. yeah, people loved those stories, and 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 the, and the vice versa onto the other network, uh, a current affair on a mm. national level. Mm. You get the two, almost th- maybe three West Australian stories told yeah. uh, oh, for the whole year. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very, very Sydney yeah. Melbourne focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we had. Um, yeah, I think it was about six local stories a night, same day stories, three minutes each. So we were we were running around trying to get as much as we can, and it was a great show. It had everyone had their their niche areas of what they did. Whether it was, I'd say, someone was doing fear, fitness, finance, fat people. That oh was, yeah, not joking. That was kind all of the powered, all yes. the Fs. That's but people loved it. That's why yep. it was the highest rating. And I would you know come come with ideas early on when I was I started when I was twenty there. And I said, oh, this is a great story because it's not going to rate. And it doesn't rate because yeah. people don't want it. Yeah. But you know? Now, the sense um, of what a good story is is what I picked up and on when I, when I worked and got to know you guys. You know, I only ever came in as a guest at Today Tonight and I would have loved to have done more because you guys were so, so astute at understanding what Perth audiences want. And it just really brought out the broadcasting geek in me. Mm. You guys created such catchy, entertaining content that appealed to really broad audiences. What was your favourite thing about working on that show? Oh. Oh, um, I think probably there was a lot of autonomy to do things. So you you could write a three-minute story, select the soundtrack, write your piece to camera, do quirky things, whereas news, you were pretty limited for 50 Mm. seconds and, you know, everyone's microphone was in there. So you got to to be quite creative. You could produce a lot. So I loved doing that. And there was so much travel, Mm. you know, I would be doing something hanging off a cliff for Tourism WA and so it was just – it was almost like a bit of – Getaway with sixty minutes. It was it was just all around and really really fun. Well, it had you everything. It was You're great. quite right. You talk you talk about the F's, the fear, uh, the fat, the finance, finance, and yep. foreign. I think like people we love you know 
people not um, being able to get visas and, yeah, you know. Okay. Well, they, there they were five Fs, I'm you, trying to think of the last one. You could sit there and say, well, look, the show and the program, you know, it was it was local and it probably wasn't the most hard-hitting uh, yeah. kind of show, but it was what the audience wanted. You knew your audience, and mm. that's why you were the number one show in the, in the state because mm. you catered for that. I, I guess where my question is going for is that you know what responsibility does media have today to uh, provide content that mm. they want or provide content that they need? And Stan wants to answer for he's, you. He's <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> um, look, I just um, that's a really really tough question because. I think there just needs to be a bit of a mix. Um, sadly, the stories of, you know, um, I say when people are turning pain into purpose or turning something um, sad into something powerful, they don't have a voice anymore. It's mm. all just filled with um, – uh, the, the, the news is just filled with, um, how do I say, just – the, the headline stories. We're missing those little gaps, yeah. I think. Yeah, and the opportunity in those extra hours – that they are filling with news is being missed because we're just running the same stories on repeat over and over again in this amplification space that we're in now. You know, it's do it once in the four o'clock bulletin, do it again in That's the five, it. do it in the yeah. six, put it on the website, put it on the print, you know. I know. And I mean, look, coming up after the break, a lot of the time you're like, oh, I don't really want to stick around. Whereas today, tonight, you're kind of like, Oh, I, I want to see yeah. that. I don't really want to tell anyone I want to see that, but I'm going to wait and see that. Oh, I, think, I think a lot of people actually said, oh, no, no, don't watch today, tonight. Yeah, rubbish. You were yeah. watching. You were watching because it did have those kind of stories that you go, oh, what's going on what's there? What's happening there? Look, I think as much as the news is, is um, and the media is a lot of a lot of fear and that sort of thing, we're missing the hope angle, I think, and people want to see that. As, as cushy and fluffy as it is. Yep. And I know there'd be a lot of producers and editors that go, oh, what's the story? What's the hook? There doesn't have to always be one. Yeah. You know? That's what I think. How <laughs> do you think some of those Today Tonight reporters who have switched over to being news journos or news producers now, how do you think they would have found that transition? Um, everyone said it was really hard. And I can, I can say that even just the, the writing scripts, you know, it's really hard to go from four-minute stories to, to 60 seconds if yep. that... You know, there's no room for fluff. Yeah. You know, you've got to get straight to it. So it's um, it's just very regimented. So for a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny, Carms, because when mm. you think about it, four minutes, oh, God, you know, got the world, your whole time, and, you know, you've got everything there to, to revert to 60 seconds. It's like... People, how do you even say anything in, in four <laughs> minutes, 60, yeah. in, in, in 60 seconds? You don't get that chance. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we're doing on social media now. We're looking for shorter and shorter ways to say things. The rise of reels and TikTok. I know, TikTok. I've been asked to do to edit a ten second TikTok, and like, and we need the following key messages. I'm like, it can't even fit an end frame in there in five <laughs> seconds, and, yeah. and a super popping up. No, there's no way. Yeah. Look, and I'm all about long form because I think that if you don't have five minutes to sit there and laugh and cry and you know rewatch it again, you know you're missing out. So where that. does it go, Cassie? Where where is long form content sitting in your mind? I, I'm busy easier than ever. There's a lot of people who are relying on long form videos for, for anniversaries, legacies, um, lookbacks, huge. So rather than marketing that way, it's it's more emotive sort of storytelling, that mm-hmm. sort of archival stuff, you know, or getting money for things. People want to play that three minute video at yeah. that ball and get everyone crying to get yeah. their checkbook out. I do that. You know, <laughs> I, what I do love about long form, and I think there is a renaissance period for it because... Um, 
what what is the point of a TikTok of a ten second TikTok when you're hitting markets and audiences that don't really care or may not necessarily have the impact that a long form piece that yep. can make you feel that can actually you know touch touch that heartstring and get that emotion out of you because I, look I think if you're prepared to invest in long form and, and it's even crazy thinking about that three minutes is, is long, long form, form. I, I know, know. <laughs> no, three minutes back in the day and I'm not even talking you know 10 years ago was a, a bite size it was a, a yep. snapshot yep. now three minutes is like uh, you know Ben Hur type yep. sort of you know yep. production but I think if you're going to do it do it well, do and, it well. and invest in it to be the best possible thing that you can do, because I, look, I, I'm, I, I'm, in, I admit, I'm a sucker for a, a reel and, and have a quick squiz at a couple, and but I, I don't invest in it. I don't find out further who's, who's neither. Involved. Do, I'm not buying anything from it either. No. But if you give me a not even a ninety second the story behind our founders, and I want to hear that, and I go, oh, I love her. She's awesome. Did you mm. know that? You know, she's infertile. I want to buy her product. Well, yeah. you know, but you're not going to get that from no. 10 seconds. And I often say to the people I work with, when we do make short form content, they'll be like, oh, that reel didn't perform as well. It only got 300 views. And I said, hang on, your views are an empty metric. Yeah. Like Nick says, if it goes out there and gets, you know, a million views, who cares? Because none of those people are necessarily going to convert into buyers. You yeah. want the ones who yep. are in your backyard, who yep. are genuinely connecting. Yeah. And if that's a small a number that's actually a good thing yep yeah. totally oh we're breaking into it I, I still can't get over the fact that we still call long form three minutes <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it is crazy but it's uh, it is the kind of world that we're living in Cassie so you know we work with and, and are communicating with a lot of experts out there that are, are looking at media they're mm. looking at the kind of storytelling um, that they should be getting themselves involved in what's a couple of tips you can give to to someone when they're thinking about putting or telling their story um, look I guess it's hard because you don't want to be you, you want to offload but not be too self-indulgent so remember why you're doing it. it's not all about you yeah. you can't yeah. go through every single little thing there has to be a this is what's happened to me, but this is what I'm going to give to you out of this. So yeah. I think there needs to be a reason behind the sharing. It can be a bit draining when you dump a really sad story and all the elements on there. We don't need all the elements no. if that's the sort of story we're going with. It needs to have a little bit of hope in there, a little bit, or this is what you know. You this, this is what my story is going to do to, to you know, help you rather yeah. than woe is me. So I just make sure you share for the right reasons. A, eh? you know, we don't have to keep kind of you know, um, what's the word, kind of drama bombing people. Well, yeah. all of that, you, you, know? yep. you can't, you just, and you can't, you've got to build it up and yeah, you've got to build light it. Light and shade. And, yes. yeah. and, and the audience member is saying, well, what's in this for me? Let's yeah. be frank, we're all doing that. We're not watching, looking for Cassie's story of infertility necessarily. Yeah. We're yeah. looking for what Cassie's story of infertility can bring to me. That's it. And, yeah. and remind yourself why you're sharing then. So is it, if you're seeking validation, probably not the right time to be sharing. Is it selling a product? Is it is it about you know making a bit of money on the side or you just make sure that that's all out in the open as well? Sure. Internally and also out there for everybody else. Yeah. The podcast has sponsors. That's to keep it afloat. Everyone knows that it's mm. not going to be something that I quit my day job to do or, you know, we throw events and have morning teas and have um, long lunches and we had a fertility party the other day <laughs> and people know you buy a ticket that goes to throw the you know throw the party. Um, it's, it's, I guess, just being open and honest about why you do. Is he snoring and sleeping on me? Oh, yes, he. His eyes are open. <laughs> I thought it might have been a, um, I might, thought it might have been a bottom burp, oh, just bottom quietly. Burp. A bottom burp. <laughs> oh, 
and listeners, definitely can, it wasn't me. I promise. Can I just say what a superstar Cassie Silver is? Uh, little Stan sitting on lap, talking away, and he is just mesmerised. And uh, yeah, oh, he's gorgeous. He's good. Um, he's doing a good job. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. No, on that. Know why you're sharing? Yes. The intent, intent behind it. Um, you know the reason behind it, and also why you're doing it for for the for the listener or the, or the person. You know, yeah, it's not all about you. It's you've got to have something a little bit in there for someone else. Well, I think, I, I, I think that's it, isn't it? Because every time you tr- make it about you, you're you're actually just being a little bit disrespectful to the audience that's there. I mean, you can make it about you, mm. but you've got to have a direction, a, a, yeah. a call to action. Something. Call to action, exactly. Even if it's yeah. a story, it's still a it's still a business. Yes, you know? yeah, that's and, right. And they've yeah. got to come away with something from it. Yeah, yeah. look, really. Realistically, most of us are pretty self-aware. We don't really like to put ourselves out there. Mm. So it, it might help you to hear it in the inverse way, to sort of say, you know, you Good are going point. to help people by sharing your story. Yep. So don't feel like you can't put yourself out there and mm. share these elements of who you are. They're actually to your benefit. Totally. And then there's that one person that you've given permission to do the same thing. So think about mm. that person. Yeah, I it's always about think about them. that person. Yeah. You know? Oh, look, I think there's, there's just so many good points there. And I think that you're, you've got to be brave to, to put yourself out. And I think you've got, you raise a really good point, Carms. Here we are saying don't make it all about you, but mm. also to, hey, you out there, yeah. yes, sometimes it is about you. Yeah, yeah, sometimes make it about you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the sort of innately self-conscious person might yeah, use that as a get-out-of-jail-free card mm. to say, oh, I, I can't put myself out. I've got to stop talking about me. No, mm. no, 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 no. Don't be mistaken. You talking about you is for your audience member. It is a, it's going to help them. It's going to give them the freedom and the benefit of your expertise. So Stan has quite literally spat He's the literally dummy. literally spat the dummy. And, and it, I can see it, Cassie. It's just down over here. So it's okay. That's all it is. Well, at least it was Stan spitting the dummy and it wasn't me this time, oh, Carms. made a pleasant change. Speaking oh. of making it all about someone, hey? <laughs> yes, we know you're here, mate. Mate, oh, you are hard. a special, special little fella. Um, look, we are drawing to a close as it happens, Stan, so don't you fear... Um, one one of the ways I suppose you know, the questions as a as a as a journalist as a broadcaster as a trainer, um, what what is it that what kind of clients are you working with today? What is it that you see media uh, becoming in the in the coming years? Is it is it are you seeing? We've obviously seen the changes since today tonight, but are you seeing media being a little bit more human, a little bit more uh, less doom and gloom, or is it? No, are we, are I we reckon, stuck I with reckon it? we're stuck with it. To be honest. Uh, the sort of clients I work with are um, a lot of lot of not for profits, a lot of government agencies, a children's hospital, Ambos, the Wacker, schools, private schools. So a lot of good lot, brands, you know, great brands, mm. you know, and they, they've got the time and also the the budget to be doing these sort of yeah. videos. And probably so, a frustration that their wonderful stories yeah. aren't being shared by the media. Yeah, yeah there's no, that too. I yeah. think yeah, look, and you know when they have got a story to tell. They've got to have the right people around them to tell it and mm-hmm. tell it well. Well, they can't get it anywhere else, you know, if they've got a, a wonderful story that they can't get, you know, fit 50 seconds on the news. They yeah. come to me to, to get it because then also they've got it forever. They've got it. They can share it on their own channels. Correct. And this is, know? I guess, at the end of the day, <laughs> to answer my question that I ask is that it may be the media might stay with the doom and gloom, but we, had, as our own media channels, can, can produce our own content. That's it. And you don't want to spend all this money to just have, you know, that one three-minute video this is my little cell now you ready so if you mm-hmm. get a three-minute video with me then you might get a couple of 10 seconds or 15 seconds 
seconds, a 30 second, and then you've got, you know, it, you can't just have one for one channel. It needs to be able to go on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram Reels, change the specs. It's just, you don't get that on news no. for one, one segment where 200,000 people see it maybe, oh, you know? Yep. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Now, can I just thank Stan Stan, for bringing along mum. Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Stan. You've done a great job. We've got to work on his media training. Oh, he's good. Well, (laughs) I tell you what, I tell you what, you know, when they say don't work with animals and children and babies, well, this one, I'll work with Stan anytime. I'll work with Stan. (laughs) Yeah. He's good. Hey, Cassie, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Yeah, so for the podcast, it's um, injecting to be expecting. So it's, but that's the handle, uh, mm-hmm. Silver Lining and Co. or Cassie Silver. I'm on all of them all the time. So hit me up if you want videos. You, you don't have much. You don't, you don't have much on. You, you, you're not very on. busy, guys. She is a wonder woman. I've always been in awe of Cassie <laughs> Silver, and I'm not surprised to see her handling motherhood with such such skill and um, a sense of adventure. Uh, you know, great professionalism as well. She's a pretty good chick, isn't she? Fantastic, thanks, guys. Nah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Welcomes. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, you're spot on there. That was a ripper. Um, I'll uh, catch up with you next week when we get a chance to speak to another expert or another media. Looking forward to it. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.